Welcome back to the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenger Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, and you've chosen to listen to ours, and we thank you for that. Up next in this series are the brand new sessions, fresh off the press from our very first Spiritual Emphasis Online. Normally, this is an event that Teen Challenger Southern California hosts yearly at our headquarters in Riverside, where all of our staff and students gather under a tent for three or four days of powerful worship and teaching. But because of what's going on in our world right now, we decided to take the event online and make it a completely virtual event. And what a week it was. We invited the Teen Challenge Centers from around the globe to participate with us. And it was just such a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing week. We had messages from Don Wilkerson, Jim Cimbala, Nikki Cruz, Gary Wilkerson, and many, many more. Lives were changed forever. Next up today, we have one of the Teen Challenge Fathers, our very own Nikki Cruz. I'm so excited for you guys to hear his message today. One last thing, if you're blessed by these podcasts, don't be shy to tell your friends and family about them. We encourage you to do so. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear his voice. And most of all, we hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. And with Teen Challenge of Southern California, sunshining, I am so excited to be a part a part of of this conference called he is lord of all ha. but he's a lord of mine and all of us that's the greatest thing that i can say and you know i was thinking about really seriously to talk about something that is so personal to all of us and it had to do with the brutality of loneliness. Loneliness is no respecter of persons. Every age, every race, every income level is affected. And the enemy will try to use brutality, the brutality of loneliness to separate you anybody. Loneliness can be confronted and the only way that we can do it is put yourself in the hands of somebody who can deal with a disease like this. You know in the Bible I, I, I I learned that one of the moments that really touched me is the way that King David described how he felt. I mean, how he felt. I'm talking about feelings. 
I'm talking about emotion. I'm talking about confession. I'm talking about talking to somebody that he have a relationship, that he can really go back and just be there with a naked faith, believing that only God can help you. And he says something that always I remember. Either I remember this when I was on the street of New York, when I was running wild. You can never escape because there's a time when you have a time with yourself, a moment with yourself, and that's when you begin to think about many things. And that can be depressing. And that's when loneliness can come in, and that's when loneliness take over like a seductive lady, crawl inside of you, press on, and there is, you began to feel alone, you began to feel depressed, you, you began to feel that nobody care, and yet you began to go through all those moments when your mind is open and vulnerable to so many voices, voices that can really hurt you so much. You are nobody. You are no good. Nobody cares for you. You are wanted. That's sad. Very sad when you feel that you are wanted, that nobody wants you. But when David began to go inside of how he felt, how he confessed, this is what he's saying, and I want to read it to you. In Psalm 25, verse 16, 18. And let me see how I can put it to you with everything I got, because I experienced this. Not only in the street when I was in the world, but in Christianity. As a Christian. You see, what I have to say about this is, this is about somebody that is honest. That he knew that God is for real. That he knew in his life that he had to go to somebody. That is the bottom line of this. And this is what the Bible says. Again, Psalm 25, verse 16, 18. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The trouble of my heart have multiplied, freed me from my anguish. Look upon my afflictions and me this am I distressed and take away my sin. That is the key. He began to understand there's a powerful things that can really hurt us, that it can mix together with everything that is wrong 
And that's when he take, when he said, take away my sin. He recognized that sin is the one who separates us completely from God. It makes us so miserable that sometimes we don't know how to react. This is the laws of the laws that King David felt. David was in the awkward situation. He cried with anxiety and despair. He felt abandoned. He felt hopeless. He felt ignored. Anybody listen? I'm here. I'm dying. Help me, God. Help me. Help me with my sin that I can really understand that this is the product of something that I did wrong. This is what he's trying to say. This is David, be honest. And you know, there's one thing that touched me the most. It was the most desperate cry in the entire Bible. It was from Jesus Christ himself. And he showed his humanity. He showed how alone he felt. This is something that you wasn't expecting from him. Well, he encouraged so many people. He healed so many people. He raised the dead and all of these things. And, and, and there when he was in, Je in Gethsemane, I, 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 I tried to grow inside how Jesus felt. And, and, and the only thing that I can say when he was praying, so intense, is that he knew that he gonna go back to his father. But there was something secret about him. He fall in love with us. He fall in love with humanity. He fall in love with people. His heart was helping people. His life was separate himself when he wanted called the twelve disciples, he prayed all, all, all day, all night. And when you began to feel, but this is God, this is Jesus. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and life. And now he's here feeling that he's going to depart from us because he loved you. He loved Nicky Cruz. Oh, blessed be his holy name. And when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the, the words of my groaning. That's deep. That is the depth of feelings. It means 
that deep down he feel alone. How many times you have felt this way that you feel alone in this light? And when you began to feel this, this has become a problem that it can, uh, loneliness can really hurt you uh, physically, emotionally. And sometimes you get spiritually exalted. And many times you, you began to feel that you are alone. <laughs> That's not truth. Look what happened with Elijah when he ran away from, from Jezebel. Look what he, he, what he did. Under the tree, he was there, and he just was so down and out that he cried out. And that's what you have to be careful. All these thoughts that come to your mind, you better be careful because your mind supposed to be in Christ. When you began to allow thoughts and voices began to enter into your mind, negative voices, be careful. And the voices that you hear from other people. That's the reason you got to be careful with loneliness. Because loneliness is like seductive lady that come inside of you because I felt it when I was alone, when I was in the gang, when I came in completely down and out because I had committed a crime and I'm here three o'clock in the morning, this, this seductive lady took advantage of my vulnerability to try to really put in my mind commit suicide, blow your brains out. You are no good. Nobody care. You ugly. All these words that is tried to plant in your mind is from the devil. It's the opposite for what Jesus Christ is. Jesus just felt in that moment in that cross that after he had been given everything that he got, he emptied himself for you and for me. Oh, my Lord. But before that, let me take you something that really touched me. Remember, when he took the disciple to Gethsemane, when he knew already that he was ready to go to his father, how many times he warned the disciple that he will not be here too long? Three years in this earth. God came from heaven in flesh and blood. He came over here to humiliate himself and to be humiliated the way that he was and the way that he never gave up. But when he was there in that Gethsemane, there's something happened there. 
where he was praying so intense that he just opened his everything his God, his soul, his spirit, and his body was shaking. And the expressions that can describe it was like that, that sweat, like blood was going, coming from him. That was intense. That was real sweat. And from there, why did he feel this way? Because he's going to go to his father. Because he fell in love with us. He wanted to say goodbye to all of us. But if he had the will, he would, he would stay with us. That's the reason he said, I came here to do the will of my father. And that he could not change. He loved us. He, had, he, he felt so bad that he don't want to leave us. Because he fell in love with our humanity. Because he felt the pain. He felt everything that, that you're feeling right now. But to leave us, it was very hard for him. But he must go back to his father. That's the reason he sent the Holy Spirit, the comforter. That's the reason he thought ahead of everything. Because we, there's going to be a moment in Christianity that we're going to grow by millions. And yet we're going to go through so many things in our life to tragedy. Right now we're going to a tragedy. Right now, in this very moment, two things have happened. Two things. One, we have right now an epidemic that came from nowhere. People are dying. Father cannot see their children. And children cannot come and see their parents. This is something sad. When we want to be around our children and hug them and kiss them. Our grandchildren. This is what happened. This is the evil that is in this world. This is the way of millions of hundreds of people, perhaps a million in the world that have died. It was vicious evil. That brought this pain, this anguish that David felt. This is what we're feeling now. And all these things that took place right now, the second thing is this riot. And all this, this thing because a murder, because that was evil what happened. Because that was evil when that man put his knee in the neck of this man, black man, Mr. Floyd. And here is the whole world, the whole USA, the whole America is in flame. Evil. And everybody's taking a heaven. 
taken advantage of all this. Not only is this, but we, deep down in our heart, we felt for the family. We felt for all these people that they are trying to build up their business and they are destroyed. In one day, that's the reason you be careful. In one day, anything can happen. In one day, Jesus can come in this earth. In one day, don't take your life for granted. Don't take every day for granted because you don't know what is going to happen. Yes, the whole world is hurting. Yes, right now the whole world is mourning. Yes, in this moment, the shadow of loneliness has come in to try to really crawl inside and hurt you. And yes, there's a lot of people that didn't have a time to see their loved one. Look at Elijah. Elijah the prophet is one of the greatest prophets of all time. Challenge everything king and challenge all kinds of false prophets the prophets of Baal, and here he was so anointed that he challenged all these priests of the devil and all these people that then used to worship other gods. He challenged them to come. All the prophets of Baal come in, got into the, to the mountains, and just like that, tremendous power. How he did it, how he really destroyed the power and the forces of the enemy right there in front of those people. And what happened? He ran. He went from one stage of life to another stage of life. If that's something that has happened, it can happen to many people. And he ran away. He left his servants and he just went into the desert and he just laid there in that tree and there he wanted to die. He want God to take him away. I don't want to live anymore. How long you can get in this life? How long you allow this thing can, can come and, and, and hurt you? You need to grow inside of the heart of Jesus Christ and begin to know how he felt, how much he loved you. And here Elijah, he feel that he feel alone, lonely, lost, confused, tired. He begged God to take him away. People like that commit suicide. Thank God that God put him to, to sleep and send an angel and feed him. God will never leave you and forsake you. He always going to be there for you. No matter how, he's going to crawl inside of you. And he's going to let you know, I'm here. You are not alone. 
I'm here to rescue. I hear, I'm here to love you, to embrace you. I'm here to bring you up. I'm here to kiss your pain. I'm here to replace your loneliness with my presence. I'm here to just let you know that you will never, 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 never will walk alone as long you allow Jesus Christ to deal with these situations with loneliness. Loneliness is the killer. Kill your emotions. Alienate you. That is very sad. And let me tell you, that in this life we have the power to overcome this. We do. Because God is going to be with you. How in the world I ever thought that I'm going to be in front of you. How in the world I thought that there's 17 books that I've written. Many of them with help with some of the editors. It's because I have learned to trust the Lord. I learned to put myself in his, in his hands because I experienced loneliness far away from my America, my country. I have been in many countries. But when you preach to thousands, when you see stadium filled, Coliseum and all of these and churches, whatever you want to call. But there's one thing that I never forget when I was in South Africa, when I was there and I had to be preaching and speaking in the University of Johannesburg. And, and, and not only that, it, it, it was little cold and that stadium was packed with student, students. And, 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 and I finished and I had, they let me do or make an altar call and hundreds of hundreds came forward. And I was happy to see those people running to the altar. I would watch them crying. I watched those young people really holding to God and asking God. I watched some of them just falling on the floor on their knees. I, it's memories I never forget. And yet, when I finished, it was 11 o'clock, I came to my hotel and here in that suite, you know what happened? I feel so lonely. I felt so alone. I felt that I could not sleep. I miss my wife. I miss my daughters, my children. I want to be with them. That was a moment that I never forget. I wasn't hungry and yet I had no eat. I was fasting. 
And I was crying so hard in that room when I fell alone. I took the Bible and I opened up and I started reading it. And some way, somehow, as I was crying, reading my Bible, I closed my eyes, I fell asleep for eight hours. And the next day I was refreshed one more time with the joys of the Lord. The strength came back because the the joys of the Lord is our strength. And the only thing that you experience there, the joys of God, is not when you're happy, it's when you feel lonely, alone, desperate, neglected. That's when, when you can call the name of all name Jesus Christ, and you be sure that he's going to be there for you. I know for facts that that here in New York City, I was in this place, in my place, in the third floor, and there was this old lady, over 80 years old, and the thing that separated us was a wall. Something strange happened. Three o'clock in the morning, that old lady, by the name of Mary, Mary, was crying and crying and moaning and groaning so loud that I used to get up. I was in the game and I was so upset and I was so high that I used to come and knock the, the, the wall, I started screaming and cursing, and when I came out and I still bouncing the door and 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 and, and here uh, she stopped crying and then I came to my to my room and here she was still doing the same thing. Do you know what I did wrong? With some of my boys, we broke in. Search the room, and below the mattress, there was 280 something dollars stolen. Later than I know, six months later, I got converted and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Thank God for David Wilkerson that came from a little ch- church in in Pennsylvania to bring the gospel of me, I was the first one. There was nothing challenge. That was the beginning. Either when I went in teen challenge, there was nobody there, just, just two teenagers. And from there, God did something great. Miracle began to happen. I was with my wife. My, my first baby was born there. I saw that place turning to the Holy Ghost Hospital. I watched how many drug addicts used to walk in, and we didn't have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. When that door was open, they used to scream and fall on the floor, crying out, help, I need God, I need Jesus. I'm lost. That place was, Teen Channel was empty. 
and revival began to come. The whole place became a Holy Ghost hospital. And there all the depressed, they are all the ones who feel unwanted, walking, calling the name of Jesus Christ. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw the growth of glory in the eyes of this guy. There, Sonny against Sonny was my first convert. Where is Sonny today? 500 churches. We all together, Team Challenge, Victor of Rich, New Life with Victor Torres, all of these people. Eyes was there. I saw the transformations of the Holy Spirit and now going back to Mary. Mary didn't know I got converted. All that was on, on the paper. And I went to Bible school because workers and Dave took me out. But when I came back, I have saved so much money the money that I stole from Mary. And the first thing when I got into New York, because I went in that time, they began to, they Wilkerson began to work an open organization called Team the Teenager Evangelism. Then it changed to Teen Challenge. And I went to help him for three months and going back to school. But what I'm trying to say, I came with that money, Mary is still in the same building. I knocked the door. And if you've been in New York City, it's total, it's total a trip. When I went to see Mary, I knocked the door and said, Mary, Mary, it's Nikki. Get away from me. You're a bad boy. No, 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 Mary, I have changed. My life has changed. I came over here, opened the door. No, I'm not going to open the door. Well, sorry, I had to confess this. I raised my voice. I said, open that door. I'll break that door. And then I heard the change. One, two, three, four, five. And then there was a bar and rooms. And there is Mary. I went to give her that money. She didn't want it. I said, no, you take that money. And I took her hands and I put that money. This is yours. I stole that money. And I saw when you called the police and I was there and I want to see what you do. You never mentioned my name. Why you didn't mention my name? She said, somebody tried to hurt me, you will be there to defend me. Ryan, she was right. She was right. And I pray for Mary. She was a Jewish lady that came from the concentration camp, and there's a number. How do you feel? She showed me a picture of her husband and two children that was cast in Poland. She
She carried that lonely for years and years that in her heart. That's the reason why this is very sensitive to me. Very sensitive. And, and when I feel like this, I just pray this prayer. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put into shame, for I take refuge in you, my integrity of rightness protect me, because my hope is you. This is the way I have feel all these years. Ron, you're doing a good job, Dimitri. Teen Challenge has been in the Holy Ghost Hospital. I just became an evangelist. I know that loneliness can be a trap. But there's one thing I want to say. Is not for sale. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ and He cleansed me and He changed me, He purged me. And I cried like a little baby, choked up with so much pain. That day I turned my life to Jesus. I didn't know nothing about the future. He is my future. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. He loves you. He loves me. He wants to have a relationship. Hey, he's been knocking the door of your heart. He wanna, he wanna talk to you. He wanna be your friend. He wants you to talk to him. Don't slam the door on his face. You don't know why you are rejected. The living God, the living Savior, the healer of your soul, that is Jesus. Let me say this prayer right now, Lord. Jesus, I pray that I had done my very best right here in this room, communicating the best I can because I love you and because I love people. I really do because you teach me that. I pray for those people that are hurting right now. I pray for those that they, they feel insecure. They are full of worries. They are full of uncertainties. Oh, sweet Jesus of the Bible, I pray that you fill that room, whatever they are, that you can feel it right now and blow the power of joy, blow inside of the house and inside of the home, inside of every person that listens right now, 
those that have ambition for the ministry, those that have experienced this great salvation, God, I pray that you bless them, that you anoint them, that they can feel right now the oil coming from the top of their head right to the bottom of the feet. Set them free to worship you. Set them free to say, come to my heart, Jesus Christ, now, because this is the moment. I give you everything that I have. And you backslide. You that turn away from Jesus. You prodigal sons, prodigal daughters. You try to experience it. And you went in this world to experience and you got trapped. Come back. Come back to your father. He's waiting with open arms. To embrace you. He's not going to judge you. He's going to receive you. He came to this world. Not to conduct the world. But to the world to be saved by him. I got to say something in Spanish. Come on. For those. Who know Spanish. For those who speak Spanish. And for those that don't know speak Spanish. I'm going to teach you Spanish. Le doy gracias al Señor que el Señor ha sido muy fiel. Que los momentos más brutales de la, de la soledad, Él ha estado ahí conmigo. Gracias que Él me ayudó. Gracias que Él vino a mi corazón cuando estaba perdido. Por eso es que le doy gracias al Señor de que no tan solamente yo le di mi corazón siendo un jefe de pandilla y estando perdido y viviendo una vida completamente desastrosa. He found me. Jesus found me. Because I was lost. I didn't find Jesus. Jesus was in lost. He found me. And you know what? God is a God of miracles. He did change my life, cleansed me, gave me a new heart, a new mind, a heart of flesh. And you know what? Through that salvation, my mother got converted. She was in witchcraft. My father was converted. He was, él estaba envuelto en la brujería. Mi papá y mi mamá se salvaron. El Señor me tocó mi corazón y cuando tocó mi corazón ahí vino la revelación que Él vino a, a buscar y a salvar lo que estaba perdido. Y cuando me salvó a mí, yo fui el primero. Mi mamá se convirtió que era una bruja. Mi papá se convirtió que estaba envuelto. envuelto en, era lo que se llama un sacerdote del diablo satánico. Mis hermanos se convirtieron. Tres de ellos vinieron a ser ministros del evangelio. Por eso quiero decirle, Dios es bueno y para siempre es su misericordia y Él estará allí. Llámalo. Llámalo en estos momentos. Dile, Dios mío, ayúdame en esta situación que estoy pasando. No tengo trabajo. No puedo ver a mis hijos, no puedo ver a mis hijas, no puedo ver a mis nietos, no puedo. Estamos separados por esta epidemia que ha pasado. Pero tú, Señor, cúbrenos 
con las alas de tu poder y apriétanos sobre esta maldición que ha caído sobre el mundo entero. Cristo te ama y yo te amo. Take care of yourself. Walk with God. Don't give up. Take a stand. Fight for what is right. Be a witness for, for Christ. And do the best for the kingdom of the Lord. And God bless you. Take care. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon, and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. God bless you today.